God is a good God and God has planned something that is miraculous and life-changing for you. Hi, my name is Nikki. I'm so uh, overwhelmed and joyful today to uh, bring God's word to you. And I so thank God for Pastors uh, Clinton and Livia and the whole leadership at Hope DXB for allowing me to speak God's word into your life uh, on this service. And so uh, I've just felt in my heart, especially in the times that we are living in, um, there is a shakeup, especially economically, um, everywhere in the world. And, and so I just felt like the Lord dropped a word in my spirit that I want to just kind of feed you with, uh, to encourage you to, to bring light into some areas in your life, because that's what the word of God does. The Bible says the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And especially today in the area of finances. And so I've titled my message as exercising faith for finances, exercising faith for finances. You see, as believers, uh, there are two things that are very important to us. They are what I call the marks of an authentic believer. And that is this one is giving and the second is forgiving. You know, it's giving and forgiving. And uh, one of my friends, of course, this is not the Bible and this is not me. One of my friends, uh, he says it's usually, in, of course, he's a counselor and, and he's a Christian counselor. And he says something like this. It's usually the men who have a problem with giving when it comes to money. And it's usually the women who have the problem with forgiving. <laughs> and again, this is not Bible. This is just... Uh, you know, a counselor in his experience, but you and me as believers, you know, these two things should be something that is uh, central to our life. Matter of fact, when we get born again, we become believers, we become, our spirit is new to God, uh, new to God, renewed with God. Uh, we get a new spirit inside of us. Before we are born again, we are selfish, self-centered, everything's about us. But when we have received salvation, everything gets about others everything becomes like how can i be a blessing to someone else's life you know and so giving is an important part and of course it's an important part when we talk about finances and so today i want to just kind of feed you in this topic exercising faith for finances you know the bible says in the book of hebrews chapter number 11 but without faith it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him for whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. And so he said, listen, you want to please God? Then we've got to have faith. Faith is the avenue that where we access the promises of God from the heavenly realm into our, our uh, earthly realm. It's like transferring something from one bank account to another bank account. And so when we look at the promises that are there, the Bible says in Corinthians 1.20 that the promises of God are yes and amen in every area of your life. Of course, the Bible has promises regarding your finances also. They are yes and amen. And the way to access those promises is by faith. One of the principles that we learn in the Bible that when we want to transfer those promises into our life, two things are required. Okay, Number one, on, on God, uh, uh, there is divine action. And number two, human cooperation. Divine action is what we call the anointing. 
human cooperation is what we call faith. When there is anointing or God's power and, and, and faith on man's side, when they meet, something can take place. You know? And so we need the anointing from God's side, faith from man's side. When they meet together, listen, something can take place in your life. Those promises that are there for our life can be made active for us daily and so again exercising faith for finances and and then faith is required for us and especially in the times that we are living in when in the natural we cannot see hope in the natural we cannot see a way forward in the natural prices are going up in the natural uh, you know it just seems discouraging but with the eyes of faith we know that we are citizens of the kingdom of God that God has a provision God has a way out God has a direction God has a breakthrough God has a miracle for us in terms of our finances and in our economical situation and so we need to learn to exercise faith in times like this you know the apostles were in a particular city teaching and preaching and the bible says something like this in the book of acts chapter number 14 it says now it happened in iconium that they went together to the synagogue of the jews and so spoke that a great multitude both of the Jews and of the Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren. Okay. And so we find that they are preaching in this town, encouraging, telling the gospel. But there are other people who are causing trouble. They're actually poisoning the mind. They're actually saying discouraging facts. They're actually saying stuff uh, that is really not helping. What do the apostles do? Listen to this. It says, Therefore, they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the word of His grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. And so when their minds were messed up, what did the apostles do? They just stayed. They say, hey, we're going to keep speaking the word of God. We're going to believe the power of the Holy Spirit to transform the lives and minds of people. And so that's what the Bible says in Romans chapter number 12. That you listen, you transform the world around you. How? By the renewing of the mind. How do we renewing the mind? Listen, by the word of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we want to do today. When we talk about exercising faith for finances, when there is discouraging facts, when there, there is hopelessness all around, I want to say, hey, listen, set your mind on the things that God has for your life. Listen, exercise faith. Why? Because God is Jaira. He is your provision. He's got things planned, purpose. The Bible says, but no eye has seen, no ear has heard, not even entered in the hearts of men, the things that God has prepared for you. All we have to do on our part is this, hey, by faith, access the promises of God. Faith is currency, you know, just like we use our money, whatever it is, dollar or this pound or, or, or your, your dinars or whatever it is, uh, rupees, you know, the yen, that, that's currency to buy exchange goods. In the same manner, in the realm of the spirit, faith is that currency that helps us to buy, in a sense, exchange trade things from the heavenly realm to our realm you know i say it something like this that many times these words are kind of confusing uh, because they sound similar in, in its definition and that is the word called faith and the word called trust 
you know both are needed and both are, 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 are what do you call uh, two sides of the same coin faith is an act trust is an attitude many times what happens is we don't have a act problem we have the attitude problem meaning to say we might not have a faith problem we'll have a trust problem you know the bible says something like this in psalm 37 verse 5 it says commit your ways to the lord that is the act trust also in him that is the attitude and he will do it what that simply means is when you have done the act committed my ways to the lord guess what now my attitude behavior conversation conduct follows suit to my act this is what i did and guess what i am going to behave of what i did you know it's like me taking ten thousand dollars going to the bank and from my hands i transfer it into the teller and say hey listen deposit this in my account now by faith i have taken what's in my hand and given it over to the bank to put it in my bank account that's faith that's an act that's transferring something i walk away i'm not worried you know i'm not thinking oh my goodness i hope the bank doesn't burn down i hope they don't do some you know funny things with my money i hope that whenever i use my atm and go to an atm and then put that card in press my password that that money will be there i don't worry like that why because i have trust that hey they will take care of it and sometimes the problem is we have more trust in a bank than we do in a god a god who has made promises who is the same yesterday today and forever and i want to say to you today listen in all that is happening in the world listen god has promises that we need to learn to exercise faith and trust for that is not only an act but our attitude relying completely the bible says that he that comes to him must believe that god exists and must believe that he is a rewarder and so when we stand on the word of god god will watch over his promises watch over his word and it will accomplish what it sent forth for in the book of luke chapter number four uh, we have a, a powerful statement about Jesus. And Jesus is telling, hey, listen, I am anointed to bring breakthroughs in the lives of people. You know the story, but I want to read this. It says in the book of Luke, chapter number 4, verse 18 to 27, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. Now Jesus just makes a powerful declaration. He said, listen, God has anointed me. <laughs> he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He said, listen, I've got power. I've got anointing to bring breakthroughs, to bring miracles for the blind to see. For those that are bound to set free, get free. He gives this powerful declaration and he closes the books, gives it to the attendant and everybody in the congregation, they're just like watching. And they say, you know what? We heard of you, you know, isn't this Joseph's son? I mean, don't we know his mother? Isn't that that carpenter shop that they own? I mean, they're not impressed. And they're saying, hey, you know, yeah, I think we heard about you. This is the guy who did that kind of miracle over there, that kind of, hey, we heard a lot about you. Why don't you do something for us here? Don't ask us to participate. We'll just sit here 
perform for us. How do you know that? Listen to this. The Bible says, He began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. <laughs> All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? They asked. Jesus said to them, Surely you will quote this poem to me. Physician, heal yourself. And you will tell me, Do hear in your hometown what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. And so basically they were saying, Hey, listen, don't ask us to participate. We just are spectators. We, we like you. You are saying some powerful things. You know, whatever you just said now, Hey, we agree. Hey, it's all good. You be on the stage, perform for us. But don't ask us to participate. That's what Jesus is saying, looking at the crowd. And then Jesus is shaking his head and he said, you know what? Hey, nothing's going to happen, fellows. If you don't participate, I am telling you, I've got the anointing. But you must exercise faith. How do we know that? Well, let's read. He says, truly, I tell you, he continued. No prophet is honored in his own hometown. Assuredly, I say, assure, I assure you, sorry, that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them except to the widow in Zarephath, in the region of Sidon. There were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed except only Naaman the Syrian. Here Jesus is giving illustration and he's saying, listen, I am telling you, I've been anointed. The Spirit of God is upon me. I can heal the blind. I can, those that are oppressed and bound, I can set them free. I can bring liberty to you. And you just want to sit there and watch. You can't do that. You must participate. You must exercise faith. And he gives two examples. He said, listen, there's a great famine. There was no rain. Produce was not there. Harvest was not there. There were many people in Israel suffering. But Elijah was at the door of this woman in Zarephath. She said, hey, I'm just going to bake this small little food here. Me and my son, we're going to eat and we're going to die. It's kind of like the situation we are in right now. It seems like it, there's a lot of famine, shortage of stuff everywhere. And maybe it's not so much the shortage of stuff, but shortage of money because of inflation and, and, and things like that. But in the midst of a, a situation like that, the woman exercises faith. Elijah says, hey, listen, God told me to come here. This is what I want you to do. I want you to exercise faith. Instead of you eating that food for yourself, you give it to me. And at that moment, this woman in Zarephath, she exercised the principle of giving. The Bible said it's blessed to give. And then and so she exercised that principle of sowing seed in the prophet's life. And the Bible said the result was this, that her flower of bin did not run out. Church, I want to say to you, when everything goes dark, when it's tight, when it's at the place that you're challenged, that's the place to stand on the word of God. That's the place to stand on the principles of God's word that you know what? God is going to come through. I have faith and trust, the act and the attitude to know this, that God, I've come to a God who exists. 
I've come to a God who is a rewarder. And I'm going to exercise my faith because I know that the promises of God are yes and amen. And so all the promises, including in the area of finances, we've got to learn to develop faith and trust. How do we do that? Well, I know you know that, but let me just walk you through some simple things. Number one, and this does not work only in the area of finances. This will work for every area of your life, whether it's your marriage, whether you pray for your children, whether it's your health. In every area, when you want to get those promises, well, we got to do a few things. Number one, you're going to find the promise in the Word of God. That means, hey, the area that you need a breakthrough, a miracle, the area that you need God to move, you must open the Bible, find the promise or promises. And I say like this, you should get at least two or three a scripture verses that gives you the promise that God has made in whatever area, whether it's healing, whether it's again finances, whether it's relationship, find the promise. Get at least two or three scripture verses. Number two, focus your faith on that promise. That means just like uh, you meditate, just like you, you, you take uh, that, that promise and begin to, the Bible says, God says to Joshua, Joshua, meditate in the word day and night. You take those promises and learn to put it in your mind and your heart and meditate and Focus on the promise that God has given. Number three, fulfill the conditions pertaining to the promise. Many times God gives, there's a, uh, there's a condition to that promise, you know. And so, listen, find the condition, you know, and say, hey, is there any condition to these promises? And fulfill that condition. Make sure that your life is in line with God. Make sure that you're not living in, in sin. Make sure that, that hey, you're doing what God has said. And so why? Because the, the place you want to be in life is a place of obedience to God and not a rebellion. Number four, fight the good fight of faith. When you start focusing, you know, when you start fulfilling the conditions, guess what? It's not an easy road. The enemy is there active. He's coming to still kill and destroy, planting doubts in your life. And so what? What do you do? You fight the good fight of faith. You say, hey, I know what God's word says. Hey, listen, I'm renewing my mind. I'm confessing. I'm standing on the word of God. And come whatever is thrown at me. Listen, I'm going to hold fast to my confession. I'm going to hold fast to what God has said. I'm going to fight. Number five, I'm going to keep fueling those promises by praying in the spirit, fueling those promises by, by getting together with other believers and, and praying regarding specific needs and fighting that warfare. I'm going to fuel whatever way it is, whether it's to listening to sermons, whether it's to times of worship, whatever it is to kind of fuel those things in my life. Number six, finish the race. That means quitting is not an option that means hey i know what god has said i'm going to hold on to that promise and i'm going to remain in it i'm going to die in it if i have to die in it listen the bible says in hebrews chapter number 11 by faith so and so got the promise by faith so and so got the promise by faith so and so got the promise but it also says by faith so many people they held on to those things but they did not see some of those things come to pass what is the opposition? Opposition is very simple. Hey, are we in faith or not? That's because faith pleases God. Whether they receive the promise or not and we did not see it happen, they're in the best place. What is that place? The place of faith. Because faith pleases God. 
that's where we are required to stand and so listen feast determined to live in gratitude you know learn to thank god before it ever happens you know thanksgiving is a powerful thing in the natural we say thank you when someone gives us something but in the spiritual you say thank you before it happens why because you know that when you come to god that god <laughs> is alive <laughs> jesus is alive and he is a, a rewarder and so you must learn to develop faith exercise faith especially in hard times especially in dark times to build according to the pattern of the scripture and learn to transfer the promises from what is given to us by covenant to what is active in our lives daily you know and so when it comes to finances is there anything that we can look for uh, that might be an obstacle you might say hey you know what i'm exercising i'm developing but i'm still not seeing the results or, or i'm not still seeing uh, what i'm supposed to be seeing i don't feel like there's any momentum uh, or movement in my life well maybe i want to say a few things to you uh, scripturally that maybe we can look at and say hey is there anything that is causing you to get stuck is there anything that's causing you to 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 put a pause button in your life and so uh, i would say something like that are there any hindrances to your harvest you know the bible says in the book of ecclesiastes when times are good be happy but when times are bad consider you know it says in the days of adversity consider that means simply this hey why is this not working why am i not seeing things happen you know the bible again says in the um did, did i uh i think i yeah sorry ecclesiastes chapter number 11 it says cast your bread upon the water for you'll find it after many days he who observes the wind and waits for all the conditions to be favorable will not sow he who disregards the clouds will not reap In the morning sow your seed in the evening withhold do not withhold your hand for you know not which shall prosper whether this or that or whether both alike will be good what am i trying to say i'm trying to say this listen in dark times we exercise faith especially faith and keep giving in the area that we need to see results and in those times if you say hey, something is not working then he said listen in, in, in those times consider is there anything that we need to do different or maybe we are not do, doing for example ecclesiastes tells us that many people they observe the wind that means they're waiting for the right conditions or many times they regard the clouds and they say hey it doesn't look like it's going to happen you know observing the mean wind means this it's excuses i say hey, listen there's not enough money to pay the bills and so guess what i can't sow they don't need the money as badly as i do you know i don't think they really appreciate it i may need this tomorrow not telling what might happen this given thing is just a gimmick these are all excuses that are there that 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 we don't want to exercise faith because god has instituted the principle of giving the bible says he gives seed to the sower and in difficult times the way to prosper the the, the way to see increase and in harvest is learn to plant seed in the area that we need god bring a breakthrough you know and then so some excuses but but many times there are some discouraging facts what are those discouraging facts that means hey sometimes we need the god's light to shine and say hey 
these are some of the things that is blocking a harvest to come into your life and so i want to point out maybe five six things and and again these are just something that we see in the bible that maybe something the holy spirit is highlighting and say hey you need to work on this area of your life and as soon as we remove and then work on it sorry in that area we'll find a flow of things coming our way what are some of those things well let me walk you through maybe five or six things very quickly number one i see and hindrance is what i call the pharisee syndrome what is the pharisee syndrome the bible says in matthew 23 23 Yes, woe upon you, Pharisees, and you, <laughs> other religious leaders, hypocrites. <laughs> no, I didn't say this, we're just reading the Bible. For you tithe down to the last mint leaf in your garden, but ignore the important things, justice and mercy and faith. Yes, you should tithe, but shouldn't leave the more important things undone. <laughs> What he's trying to say is this, you know, you become legalistic in your tithing. I gave, I gave, I gave. But, but, but you don't have character. You know, you're not exercising justice, mercy and faith. And please understand, God's principles is not like I give to get. You're not buying something. No, God is trying to transform you more and more into his image, to behave like him, to have an attitude like him. And so he institutes principles, you know, not as an act only like a currency, like what we are saying, faith is a currency to exchange something, but also to become something. God is interested in what you are becoming. What, what do you mean? Well, when hard times come, what are you becoming? How are you? Be do you panic? Do you have fear? Do you have anxiety? Why? Because those things control the giving. It's not the giving. It's who you are in that darkness. And so guess what? In darkness, who you are, you are, you have the light of God. You are to shine the best. And so when everything is going bad, guess what? You should be the person who has answers. Why? Because God has changed and transformed and built character in your life. Second thing that we find in the Bible is this, that, that we must do what I call a checkup from the neck up. <laughs> in the many times, again, we have gone and sowed, we have gone and believed, and we say, hey, we are exercising uh, sorry, faith for finances. But we need to do a checkup from the neck up. That means we have to watch our words and our attitude. That's where that trust part comes in. How is our behavior related to the act that we have done? Malachi says, you have said it is useless to serve God. What prophecy is that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts. So now we call the proud blessed for those who do wickedness are raised up. They even tempt God and go free. And verse 26, sorry, 16 says this, Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and those who meditate on his name. What am I saying? I'm saying, hey, we must do a checkup from the neck up. Watch our words and our attitude. You know, we can't just exercise the principle of giving and then just talk bad. You know, it's useless. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. This and that. No, we must do a checkup from the neck up. Checkup from the uh, neck up, you know. Number three, the third thing that we need to look at uh, that maybe is hindering is check. Check if God is first in your life. You know, we always say, seek ye 
first the kingdom of God. Why are we exercising the giving, giving principle? Again, we are not trying to buy something. If I do this, the Lord will do that. No. We are exercising the principle because we understand who God is. He is first in our life. We understand His placement, our placement, that He is the shepherd, we are the sheep, He is the creator, we are the creation. And He has given us principles to live life abundantly with Him as the center of our life. And so don't make it about money. Don't make it about, hey, listen, you've got a God. You've got a God who is a father. Place him first in your life. He's supposed to be the source of everything else that flows out from your life. Number four, abstain from strife. A fourth hindrance to seeing uh, things happen in your finances. The Bible says, Matthew chapter 5, verse 23. This is how I want you to con conduct yourself in these matters. If you enter a place of worship and about to make an offering, you suddenly remember a grudge and a friend has against you. Leave your sacrifice there beside the altar. Go and apologize and be reconciled to him. And then come and offer your sacrifice to God. Hey, listen, again, it's just not an act. Is there character being built in your life? And so listen, you can't keep toxicness in your heart. Resentment, unforgiveness, bitterness. He said, she said, they, you got to have freedom in your heart. Learn to forgive, abstain from strife. Why? Because it can become a hindrance. It can become a hindrance. The fifth thing that I see in the scripture is keeping your vows before the Lord. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, watch your step when you enter God's house. Enter to learn. That's far better than mindless offering a sacrifice of fools, doing more harm than good. Don't shoot off your mouth or speak before you think. Don't be too quick to tell God what you think he wants to hear. God's in charge, not you. The less you speak, the better. And so the sixth thing that keep your mouth, that means, hey, listen, don't just open your mouth and mouth of anything. But when you say something to God, then do it. Here's my question to you. How many times have you made promises to God? God, I will do this. God, I will help that person. God, I will serve in the church. God, I'll make more time. We made promises in the presence of God, but we have not kept them. And I want to say to you, let's not just use our words, uh, <laughs> you know, anyhow. Let's, if you have said something, if you have committed our ways to the Lord, then let's keep it. Number six, what we find is this. Uh, uh, six hindrances, keep a godly, healthy husband and wife relationship. That means, listen, the hindrance is not to <laughs> keep a godly, but when we don't have a, a, a godly, healthy husband and wife relationship. Here's what the Bible says. It says, yet you cover the altar with your tears because the Lord doesn't pay attention to your offerings anymore. And you... Uh, receive no blessing from him. Why has God abandoned us? You cry. I'll tell you why. It is because the Lord has seen your treachery in divorcing your wives who have been faithful to you through the years than companions you promised to care for and keep. A great hindrance is when there is strife in a marriage. You know, the Bible even goes on to say that this, that even the prayers are ineffective. And then so, I want to say to you, uh, many times when, when we're exercising faith, we're standing it, and those things that happen and we begin to say, why isn't something working? Well, the Bible also has some areas and that's what we just looked at, to look at and say, hey, 
are any of these areas that I need to work on? Today, I just want to kind of bring it to close. And as I bring it to close, I want to again say to you, by faith, we access the promises of God. By faith, we access God. Why? Because we believe that God is alive. He's involved in our life. And we believe that he's a rewarder. And I want to say to you, in times that are dark, in times that uh, there's a bit of a pinch in every area, in times where we feel like, hey, we've come against a wall. Listen, you can trust God. God is a good God. And I want to say to you, something good is going to happen to you. God has planned something that is miraculous and life-changing for you. What your eye has not seen, what your ear has not heard, not even entered into your heart, the things that God has prepared in this season for your life. I challenge you, stand on the word of God and exercise faith in your finances and you will see God come through for you. Let me pray for you as we close this time. Father, I thank you that what I know about you is this, that you are a good God. You are faithful and that you are consistent. And Lord, I pray for the people that are there, that in the sound of my voice listening, and maybe they're struggling, maybe they're at the place uh, that they're having difficulty, especially having faith in the area of finances. Maybe it's a job situation. Maybe there are bills that are piled up. Maybe they're, they're against an obstacle. They don't know how to really overcome it. Holy Spirit, as your word has come forth to your people, I pray, O oh God, that you'd water that word, that you give increase to that word, I pray, O oh God. Holy Spirit, I pray by your anointing that you'd remove yokes and bondages, that the poisoning of the mind and the heart is removed, and your power would produce signs, wonders, and miracles for each individual at Hope DXB today. And let your anointing prevail in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive from God. The Lord bless you and keep you and make his face so shine upon your life. And may you walk out of this place with great favor, seeing the hand of God move in your life. In Jesus' name, amen.